It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Will Red Rover on over? But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I'm Vanessa Grace, your host. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I love reading. And at any given moment, I have, oh, three to five books piled on my nightstand, and I am partway through all of them at the same time. I'll pick up a book and start reading it, and then suddenly get interested in a different topic and start reading that one. And then I kind of go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And sometimes books end up being retired to the I'm partway through them shelf, but I've never finished them and I'm not interested in them right now. So I have 10 books sitting on a shelf that I'm not interested in, but I've read part of them. So, but that is not the case with the book that I want to talk to you about today. It is called Untamed and it is by Glennon Doyle. And I know that she has several books out and she's a philanthropist and she has a Facebook page and does all sorts of things. But this is the first time that I have read any of her books. And it was a gift to me from one of my dear friends because she said, Vanessa, how can you not know who Glennon Doyle is? I need to send you her book. I'm sending it to you as a gift, which was awesome. And I am super thankful. And so her book has not been left on my nightstand unread because I am three quarters of the way through it and I only stopped reading it a couple nights ago because I wanted the last page that I read to stay fresh in my mind because I knew when I read it that it was the perfect example of something that I talked to you guys about all of the time and I didn't want it to leave my mind by filling my mind with the rest of her book, which I'm sure is just as amazing and great. So Glennon Doyle's book to me is, well, one, it's called Untamed, and it's about women stopping putting themselves in boxes and how to become yourself in every given moment and how to break down the barriers of the box that you are in And then sometimes that means that you've created yourself a larger box and then you discover you're in that box and then you break it down. And maybe you find your new truth, but then you discover that that truth no longer serves you anymore. So then you recreate a new truth. And it is the continual discovery of who you are on the next level, which is why I absolutely love this book that she has written. So what I'm actually gonna read to you, because I'm gonna read to you from the book is an excellent example of being aware of your emotions and how your emotions are tied to your values. I also think it is really important for people to be aware of their personal values and um, and their beliefs because they steer what choices we make and how we live our lives. And if we are unaware of our values and our beliefs, they can end up running the show on autopilot and we won't even know that they're in charge. And so our emotions and our values and beliefs are highly linked. And I talk to my um, therapy and coaching clients about 
this kind of awareness all of the time. In my program, the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap, there's actually an entire um, video on learning about values, what they are, and trying to understand what your values are. And I take them through this really cool activity about how to understand their values. And it's been really um, eye-opening for all the people that have gone through the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap. Sorry, just needed some water really quick because that's what happens when I talk a lot. <sighs> okay. It's really, really important to be aware of your emotions because they are giving you information. And Glennon Doyle goes through this example from her personal life of uncovering the deeper meaning behind an emotion. And the emotion happens to be anger. And she is able to see what the anger is trying to show her and initially she thinks it's about the external situation happening in front of her. But later she, and this she shares in the book, she realizes, well, obviously she shares it in the book, Vanessa. It's not like I know Glennon Doyle. She, I would only know this if she'd shared it in the book. Anyway, so she shares that later she understood that the anger she was experiencing was actually about herself. Um, and I feel like that's such a good awareness. I often talk about how we have awareness in layers and we need to get to the deeper layers to really understand what is happening. And each layer is like um, symbolism or a value set. And we have to go underneath it one more layer to discover what is the truth. And usually about six layers down, in my opinion, um, is where you find the actual reason behind your emotion or behind your action. So let's go into the story and I'll probably pause throughout to um, give my own insights and clarifications. So in this example, Glennon, the author, is relaying um, a story about her and her wife, Abby. So Abby will sometimes plop down on the couch in the middle of the day and relax and watch television. And every time that Glennon sees this, she gets irritated and she gets angry. And then they don't really have a fight about it. It's more like they have this deep talk about it. And then Glennon realizes that Abby is an adult who could make her own choices and she should just um, not be mad at her about it. Um, and then she gets mad at her next time anyway. <laughs> and so there's this moment where Glennon comes home and Abby is on the couch and she jumps off off the couch and she begins straightening all of the pillows and tries to look busy and productive. And Glennon remembers that feeling from her childhood of when she would be relaxing in a moment when her parents wouldn't have allowed it and um, how she would, okay, I'm just going to read it. When I was young, if I was at home relaxing on the couch and I heard my parents' car pull up in the driveway, I'd panic, jump off the couch, and try to look busy before they opened the door, exactly like I'd just seen Abby do. That's when I stopped looking at Abby and thinking, what is my anger telling about her? And started asking, what is my anger telling me about me? My anger was delivering a package with one of my root beliefs in it. So her anger is telling her something that she believes about the world. And this belief was programmed into her during childhood. And it was resting is laziness. 
and laziness is disrespect. Worthiness and goodness are earned with hustle. And this is such a deep awareness that can come from listening to our emotions, noticing that we're having an emotion, seeing where it's happening in our own bodies, labeling the emotion, understanding what anger and sadness and jealousy and frustration and resentment feel like inside of us are information and they are telling us about the world around us and they are telling us about ourselves. And so labeling the emotion and identifying it is like the first thing that needs to happen. But then she understood, she already understood that she was experiencing anger, but then she was able to connect it to, I'm angry at my wife, Abby, for laying on the couch because resting is laziness. So she recognized that that rest looked like laziness and laziness is disrespectful. And so seeing her wife laying on the couch made her feel like disrespect was happening. But she had to realize that those were the messages that she had been sent in childhood. And it probably wasn't a clearly um, a clearly stated like paragraph from her parents where they orated to her like what laziness and respect meant. And, but maybe it was, right? It just depends on her family history. But she was able to see that through her own awareness, ah, my wife resting on the couch looks like laziness to me. But remember, folks, resting is not the same as laziness. And she was able to realize that laziness in her family meant disrespect. And disrespect is just like this awful, awful feeling because we all want to be respected. And so was she feeling like Abby was disrespecting her? Was she feeling like Abby was disrespecting their family? Or was it more like another layer? So let's keep looking. Okay, so obvious. So okay, I'm going to read it again. When Abby rested right in front of me, outside family designated and approved resting times. So that's more information for um, Glennon about her own family history. It's recognizing that resting was laziness unless it was in approved times. And so you had to only rest during those times. And all the other times, it sounds like Glennon had to hustle. And she had to hustle so that she could feel worthy and good during the non-designated rest times. And if she rested during the non-designated rest times, then she was lazy and being disrespectful. And that's a lot of package to put on somebody using um, some of the some of the words that Glennon is using in this analogy here. So when Abby rested right in front of me outside family designated and approved resting times, she was challenging that root belief. She was activating it, unearthing it, bringing it into the light where I could see it. But unlike my root belief about honesty and fidelity, which is something she talks about earlier in the chapter. I didn't like this one, meaning she didn't like this particular root belief she was discovering. It didn't feel true to me because when I looked at Abby relaxing, my anger was almost bitter yearning. So this is where we come to the deeper realization that Glennon had, where she wasn't mad at Abby 
for resting and being lazy outside of designated times and being disrespectful. And it wasn't that Abby was being disrespectful towards the family. It was actually a bitter yearning, almost like jealousy that she got to rest. And she goes on, must be nice. Must be nice to rest in the middle of the damn day. Must be nice to feel worthy of peace. Oh, sorry. Must be nice to feel worthy of the space you take up on the earth without without hustling to earn it every minute. Must be nice to rest and still feel worthy. I want to be able to rest and still feel worthy too. I didn't want to change Abby. I wanted to change my belief about worthiness. This is so deep, you guys. She was able to go from, I'm mad at my wife for resting on the couch, to understanding that it was actually about the laziness message that she had been sent as a child, and then that was actually about the disrespect message that she had been sent about a child as a child, and then underneath that layer was the message that she wanted to feel worthy even if she wasn't working, even if she wasn't hustling. And so her wife resting on the couch was making her feel a yearning and a jealousy. And she doesn't use the word jealousy, but that's the word I'm using. So Glennon was feeling a yearning and a jealousy to be able to feel worthy to take up the space on earth that she took up in the middle of the afternoon and do it while resting and still feeling worthy. And just her existence was worthy. So she goes on to say, anger rings our bells and delivers one of our root beliefs. This is good information, but the next part is more than informative. It's transformational. All of the beliefs that anger delivers come with a return label. There is a sticker on the package that says, here is one of your root beliefs. Would you like to keep it, return it, or exchange it? I looked hard at the root belief about worthiness that anger at Abby had delivered to me. I thought, no, I don't want to keep this one. It was inherited by me, not created by me. You guys, such a good distinction to see whether or not a belief that you have was created by you or given to you by family. And now it is your turn to examine it and see whether or not it suits your beliefs, what you actually want to believe. So she continues, I have outgrown it. It is no longer my truest, most beautiful belief about worthiness. I know better than this belief. It's harsh and it's hurting me and my marriage. And I don't want to pass this one down to my kids, but I don't want to return it either. I want to exchange it for this amended one. Hard work is important. So are play and non-productivity. My worth is tied not to my productivity, but to my existence. I am worthy of rest. And then she goes on to explain how changing this root belief system has changed how she lives her life. Sometimes she will rest during um, non-designated rest times. Maybe she'll sleep later. Maybe she'll do something fun when normally she would have felt obligated to work. And this is the transformation and the relief that can happen when we pay attention to our emotions. This is what you can discover when you decide that you want to actually dig deeper in understanding yourself. This is a perfect example of why Vanessa 
will incessantly talk to people for the rest of their lives about the importance of understanding emotions within themselves and digging deeper and why why I will incessantly talk forever about unearthing our values and beliefs to examine them and see if they were just put in us on autopilot or if we actually want to follow them. What are your beliefs telling you? What beliefs and values are running your life? And are they the ones that you even want? Please, please, please pay attention to your emotions. And if you are not ready to go six layers down, start with the first layer because you can only start with where you are at. You guys, I am so excited to let you know that the Codependence Holiday Planner is almost here. It's going to be here and available for you in just a week and a half. It's going to release on September 18th at three o'clock in the afternoon, and you can get it at soulamplified.org slash holiday planner. It's going to be on sale for 20% off. Um, and it's a flash sale just for that weekend and Monday. And I'm giving you this flash sale because the 21st is my birthday that Monday. And I wanted to give you a deal for my birthday weekend. And so you can get it 20% off for $20. And then it will go back to its full price at $25. The Codependence Holiday Planner is over 30 pages long of really deep um, information, journaling, and activities to help you understand how you actually feel about your holidays, um, the ones coming up in this winter season, and then what you actually want them to be like. And I give you, you know, training within this um, codependence holiday planner, how to move from having a holiday where you're serving others to a holiday that's less codependent, where you're giving yourself what you want and you're not people pleasing, you're not enabling, you're not over giving, so that you actually have a beautiful, restful, dreamy holiday. Again, that's gonna be on sale for $20 starting three o'clock in the afternoon on September 18th. Set alert on your phone and go visit soulamplified.org um, slash holiday planner to get yours today. Again, um, follow hashtag Coda Holiday Planner on Instagram, and you will get all of the updates right then and there because I'm talking about it all of the time. Everybody go pay attention to your emotions so you can learn about yourself and go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.